0: Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast, for October 3rd, 2019. I will be your guide. My name is Michael Obeya. At Emerging Temple, we seek to observe and understand current and social events from the perspective of God's plan for mankind, which plan is to bring some into governance with Him at the establishment of His own government in due time. Before we go any further, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel, and to hit the bell icon at the bottom of the screen, so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. Um, recently, I've been getting requests from some of you to elaborate a little bit more on history and um, God's plan within history and how we came to be where we are. Well, that's a big one, so I, I took some time to see if I could come up with something that would kind of help us, kind of guide us to understand how history has unfolded over the thousands of years to bring us to where we are now, where we can um, definitively say that, look, these are the end times. There's not much time anymore. And so this is going to be a two-part session. Uh, Tomorrow will be the concluding part. And we might take 20, 25 minutes roughly to try to go over what has been, what, what the uh, empires that have come, God's dealing with mankind through these periods of time. And, um, you know, up until the present day, we should get to the present day by the end of tomorrow's broadcast. But, um, why don't we, um, uh, take a look at, um, something I put together that would work as a, as a kind of guide for us. And I put together a presentation called Unfolding of History, a Spiritual Perspective. The earliest civilization, um, to most people, when you ask people when did civilization begin, and by civilization we mean an organized society with a system um, to provide for the welfare of its people. Most people will say Egypt, which is correct um but it didn't necessarily begin in what we continuously refer to as egypt today it actually began in a place called tarseti so on the powerpoint here you can see it says the early civilization not community known to us is not egypt but tarsen by the way tarseti means land of the bow because there were supposedly historically great archers it was the harbinger yeah. Of what later became Egypt, Tarshish extended from Sudan to Uganda, and from Chad to Nigeria. Egypt was the child of Tarshish in culture, as proven by modern archaeology. From Egypt, we derive most of our religious practices in all three li- um, major monotheistic faiths, religions of today. For example, we can compare Psalm 104 to the hymn of Aten or Proverbs 22 and 23 with the lessons of Amenemope. And you can see here, uh, I'm not saying that anything was plagiarized or whatever, but you can see here that scriptures were shared within among civilizations. But we know that Egypt rose before any other civilization that most of us know about. And when we date some of these writings, these writings are dated to time from before Israel, the biblical Israel that we know was founded. So it's important to understand some of these things. I'll come back later on to um, this specific topic of um, the relationship within some of, between some of the Psalms and Proverbs of the ancient Egyptians or their books. The, the 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 papyri and um, some of the books of the Bible. Okay, um, so let's continue. Soon after Egypt came, soon after Egypt came the Assyrian civilization. So the Assyrians, the Assyrians just come from roughly where today we would call Syria, um, Lebanon, you know, et cetera, and it may be a bit further north. But they were always in conflict with Egypt. And at a particular point in time, they actually did control. Um, Technically, what today we would call the southern Egypt, and it's very important to know when we say um, the south. Um, oh, sorry, when we say the um, upper Egypt, we're talking about the south, and when we say lower Egypt, we're talking about the north. So they had control of lower Egypt for over 100 years. And lower Egypt, which is actually geographically to the north, is where the Israelites settled in the land of Goshen. And this is very, this is very important. Because when the Assyrians conquer um, um, Upper Egypt, Lower Egypt, sorry, (laughs) Lower Egypt, which is up north, it's about the time that the Bible tells us that there arose a pharaoh that knew not Joseph. Okay, so let's let's read the PowerPoint. The last, the, the the it says soon after Egypt came the Assyrian civilization, which conquered and ruled part of Egypt for over 100 years. These conquerors are referred to by scholars as the Hyksos. So you hear people talk about the Hyksos or the shepherd kings. They were from Assyria. They were the rulers during Israel's captivity in Egypt. And you can see that in Isaiah chapter 52 um, verse four, why, why don't we quickly take a look? Why don't we quickly take a look um, at, at that for a second, and we'll come back to this. So this is Isaiah chapter 52, verse 4. And here the prophet says, For thus said the Lord God, My people went down a time into Egypt to sojourn there, and the Assyrian oppressed them without a cause. Notice it doesn't say that the Egyptians oppressed them in Egypt. It says the Assyrians. It's, it's like this. You might live in Australia today. And you might most likely be descended of someone from what we refer to as the British Isles. And you, you might be doing something there today to, um, immigrants that are not really nice. Well, in history, it might be, we, we might say, oh, this is something that was done by the people we call the Aborigines. So say the Aborigines did this to, the uh, to the immigrants. Well, actually, the Aborigines didn't have anything to do with it. They had been conquered, and this is what had happened in Egypt. But we still ascribe what was done to the indigenous Egyptians, even though the scriptures itself doesn't tell us that. Now, I will go into this some other time if many of you write and ask questions about this. I'm willing to go into it as a subject. But for now, it isn't actually a subject. It's just a by to show us that Assyria actually came and at some point became the dominant power in the world after Egypt. Okay? So, let's go back to our presentation. Okay. So, after after uh, Assyria came another great power referred to as Babylon. Okay? Now, Here it says, Babylon was the next great civilization after Assyria. It had its capital in what is today modern Iraq. The popular biblical figure, Nebuchadnezzar, was king of Babylon during the time of the prophet Daniel. And we're we're going to take a look at what happened between the great king Nebuchadnezzar and the prophet Daniel uh, in in a few minutes. But let's continue. After Babylon... Due to Babylon's rebellion, according to scriptures, God decided that you know what? He had enough of Babylon, and he was going to start, he was going to initiate a new power from the earth, okay? And this new power upon the earth was Persia. So if we go on, it says, Persia was the next great empire after Babylon. After Babylon waned in influence, according to the Bible, the great king Cyrus, one of the Persian kings, commissioned the rebuilding of the temple of God in Jerusalem and sent Nehemiah and Ezra, the prophets, to lead the work. And you can see this in the Bible, in the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra. Okay. Now, years later, the Grecians, or what the Bible refers to as the Grecians, they came up and they became the dominant power and swept away Persia and all the other powers. And they got to their peak under the leadership of a man called Alexander the Great. So let's read this. It says, Greece, under Alexander the Great, conquered Persia and took over war of uh, world domination. Alexander died young. He was about 33, 34 when he died and was unable to develop a dynasty. His four top generals split his empire into four parts. Okay. And by the way, um most of what I'm sharing with you are things if you choose to do your own research, you can corroborate, okay? But while we talk about these things, we're not necessarily um, um, tied to the political or historical only. We're going to see how this ties into the unfolding of the plan of God for mankind, okay? And the final empire to come up after, you know, Greece, was Rome, okay? So by the time of the birth of Jesus, Rome was the dominant empire ruling the world. So it says here, it says, Rome was the last physical empire of the world. It ruled the world from Britain to Egypt. They were great road builders, and by their policies inadvertently created avenues by which the gospel could be spread around the world after Rome, all the other empires that have come have been metaphysical empires some other day i'll go into details on what i mean by that okay now the first metaphysical power was the holy roman empire followed by the three great monotheistic religions which we have today christian religion islam and judaism okay now we need to always make a distinction between the christian faith and the christian religion okay just for the record purposes okay tomorrow um in the second part of this video we will go into um the um a.d after christ the metaphysical kingdoms that control up until this day after before jesus before christ came These were physical kingdoms that ruled the world. Today, the world is ruled more spiritually or metaphysically than physically. Okay? All right. So, let's look at the book of Daniel. And we're going back to King Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he wants his wise men to tell him the meaning of his dream, but he doesn't want to tell them what the dream is. And he says, listen, you all claim you can see spiritually. If you can see spiritually, then you can tell me what I dreamt. Not just, because if I tell you what I dreamt, you're going to come up with some story. The only way I know you guys are telling the truth, and you guys are really spiritual, is if you can tell me what I dreamt, and tell me the meaning of what I dreamt. Because I need an answer now. And if you can't, then I'll feed you to the lions. Well, young Daniel hears about it, and he prays to God, and God says, you know, God reveals the the vision to him. And so he goes to the king and says, don't harm these seers. They don't know the true God. I do, and he has spoken to me. I, on my own, can never figure this out, and nobody could ever figure it out. But whoever calls upon the name of the true God can always get help. And so King Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, go ahead, I'll give you a shot. So he begins to tell King Nebuchadnezzar what King Nebuchadnezzar dreamt. And when he finishes, he interprets the dream. And that's what concerns you and I today. Okay? And how that relates to what we spoke about. Now, remember, we started off by talking about Tarseri, then Egypt, and after Egypt, Assyria, and then after Assyria, Babylon. Now we are Babylon. And the king of Babylon has taken Israel captive. And Daniel is one of the Israelites who is captive in Babylon. But he has a gift for prophecy and seeing vision. So you know what? The king would like a guy like that close to him. All right. So we're going to read um, Daniel chapter 2 from verse 37. Okay. And this is Daniel speaking to the king. He says, Thou, O king, art the king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory and wheresoever the children of men dwell in the whole world the whole known world the beast of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand and hath made thee ruler over them all thou art this head of gold so he's telling the king hey look when you dreamt you saw the image of a huge man a huge being with a big head made of gold so now he's interpreting he says you king nebuchadnezzar are this head of gold and after thee shall rise another kingdom to thee and another kingdom of brass which shall bear rule over all the earth so after you there's going to come another kingdom that is inferior to you and after that kingdom that comes after you that's inferior to you there's going to come another kingdom again as symbolized by bronze okay and then after that verse 40 there's going to be a fourth kingdom this verse 40 says and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as what iron okay so this the king was gold the second one was silver the third was bronze but this fourth one is iron okay so verse 40 says and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things. And as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. So let's talk about Rome, the Roman Empire. Okay? These guys, the Roman Empires don't play. You know, these guys are mean. These guys, (laughs) when, when these guys come, they're going to conquer the world and they're going to name the whole world after their city. Now, just think about it. Okay, it's like the people of New York City just say, You know what? We've had it, and we're going to take over the world, and then they name the whole world New York. That's wrong. That's the kind of mind that they had. So the Bible here refers to them as iron, which represented something that was hard. Okay, verse 41 and whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, that kingdom, Rome shall be divided. But there shall be in it of the strength of the iron for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. Okay? So the legs were of iron, but the toes were partly iron, partly clay. Verse 42. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong. And partly broken Now we will stop here Okay we will stop here And then we will analyze what we just read Okay So the prophet is telling the king These Kingdoms that are coming After you Are going to be of this Character But what you and I are interested in Is the very last um, Very last Kingdom, he refers to, which is the one of iron, which I said were the legs. So you got to go read your own Bible. Go read chapter 2. Okay? All right? I can't read the whole thing for you. Go read it. Okay? And you'll see there the legs, that is from head to toe. Head, gold. Toes, partly iron, partly clay. But in between, there's silver, there's bronze, and there's iron. So Rome, the Roman Empire, Julius Caesar, etc., etc., that you know, All of them before Jesus up to the time Jesus is alive. Okay? Up until he's crucified. The iron represents the kingdom or the empire of Rome. Okay? And they dominate the world. But notice after Rome, you don't get a new, you don't get a new uh, metal. You get the same metal, but this time it's intermixed with clay what is clay clay represents humanity that's why scripture say god formed us from what clay so it means the influence and the and the essence of rome is going to permeate the whole world it's and it's going to be dominant for a period of time for a long time okay and what is this this is initiated by something we call the Holy Roman Empire. Now, tomorrow, we're going to begin from the Holy Roman Empire and come down all the way to where we are today with the United States, with China, with Nigeria, with you know the powers around the world. We're going to come and we're going to begin to analyze them and see what that is. But for today, we're, we're staying just on the kingdoms before the ushering in of the of the of the age of grace, of the of the of the New Testament, so to speak. So as a recap, God raised Egypt as the dominant part of the world. And if you remember when he sent Moses to the Pharaoh at that time and said, "Let my people go." One statement God made through Moses to Pharaoh was, I raised you up so that I might show my power through you. So symbolizing that all these great kingdoms that we have seen and we have spoken about get get the power and authority from God for a work, for a season, for a reason. So you and I, rather than grumble and complain about how bad and things are, ought to try to understand exactly what God is doing. So no matter how things look right now, no matter how things look in the world or in your community, what you want to find out is what is God's mind about this. And that is why we have the Spirit to guide us through the Word of God, through the Scriptures, to guide us, okay? And through that, we begin to have understanding. We begin to have uh, knowledge of why something is the way it is. And once we have that, we become more calm, more patient, okay? When we go through certain things, at first we might be frazzled. We might be, like, you know, shaken. But when we go back to God and look to Him and ask for for, for, for guidance, and he takes us to his word and shows us what role we're supposed to play in the grand scheme of things. Then we become um, more more at peace and more certain about our future. Friends, I want to encourage you not to give up, not to feel at this time that, you know, the world is, there's no hope and it's time to do this or to do that. You you. You've been hearing people all over the world getting up and saying, you know, they want to, they want to change this. They, they go on the streets. They begin to loot. They begin to burn down things. They want to change their government. But have you seen anyone that has actually ushered in anything good for their people, whether it's Libya or Syria or Ukraine or anywhere? It, it just doesn't seem to pan out. Why? Because people are lost. They're looking for an answer. They can't find an answer and they think this is, somebody makes them believe this is going to be the panacea to their problems. It's not. The answer is in coming to God, is in knowing God and coming to understand what His plan, what His purpose is for us. Okay? Alright, friends, I want to um, thank you for your time and want to encourage you to come back tomorrow so that We can complete this, and I can go much further and explain to us, you know, what transpired after the the period of Christ, um, historically, even onto the current time. So we can see how the current times and current events play within the plan of God for you and for myself. So please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share these videos, not just this one. Share these videos with your family, your friends, your loved ones okay? We have been given an open door by God now with this message, with these videos to get across to people, and you can be a partner in that. Please don't be lazy. Subscribe. Share these videos, and if you can, we encourage you to go to Patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple, and become a supporter of us so we can do this work and we can share this work all over the world, okay? You can also visit our facebook page emerging temple or our website www.templeoftruth.us okay once again friends this is michael bear i want to thank you for joining us i thank you for listening i thank you for sharing and we will continue the part two of this broadcast tomorrow okay thank you